Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, meet us down at the Corral Buckaroo because we got a transfer portal roundup edition of Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and today kicking off the show with Portal Roundup time. Yeah, Chris, uh, some of these I know, well, every program across the country experiencing this right now as we are in more of a football frame of mind. Of course, we got some hoops things to consider as well here in West Texas, but we'll start talking football. Some of these I know are guys that probably some Tech fans may just be hearing these names for the first time because they're guys who haven't you know, cracked a starting lineup, maybe haven't quite cracked a rotation or something like that. Playing time, typically a big consideration when some of these decisions are going to be made. Uh, after the conclusion of spring camp. But just because you're not familiar with them yet doesn't mean that some of them may not hurt here or there. And as we touch on some of these, you know, specifically maybe when it comes to like offensive linemen and things like that, I am kind of curious to get your perspective on the impact. If it isn't immediate, uh, maybe more big picture. But really, when you take a look uh, at the list, I guess, Chris, you just start off and think, hey, we got it better than Colorado. So, all right, good news already <laughs> as things are looking up. But where do we begin with some of what we've seen uh, just within the last 24, 48 hours or so as some Texas Tech names have entered their name into the transfer portal? What is going on in Boulder? I mean, somebody turned the water on and they forgot to turn it off because it's just leaking players all <laughs> – I mean, I, I mean, like Amazing. 40, 40 something. I mean, I can't even fathom some of which I'm sure was probably intentional or on purpose, but I just can't imagine that you would have wanted to lose half your team, but that's what's happened. But that that's their problem. <laughs> Good luck with but, that. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, first off, we'll rewind back to last week. I think Joey indicated to multiple people and in multiple occasions hey look after spring wraps up which was this past saturday you know so, so this week that we're in right now we're going to sit down and whether it's me or position coaches or coordinators or whatever we're going we're gonna to get in front of these kids and i want them to know exactly where they stand if we were to play a game a, a real game that counted this coming weekend are you are you on the travel squad? Are you starting? Are you just a special teams guy? Are you a scout team guy that we would leave back at home? You know, I mean, I, I just want them to know exactly where they stand. I just think that's the right thing to do. And the tricky thing about operating that way is, you know, depending on what a kid thinks or what he wants to hear, he could get pissed and leave, you know, and – uh, but you also, there's no elude or you know, don't delusion about kind of where 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 you stand on on things like that. So I think that hey, we told you, you know, kind of deal. So what what has happened is that I think there are some players that have been passed. Uh, they've been passed on the depth chart. I think like in say Caden Weatherby and Jack Tucker's uh, situation on the offensive line. I think that that 
Caden Carr and I think Daniel Sill have both kind of come in as true freshmen at semester, and I think they're already kind of ahead of hmm. uh, of, of where those other two guys are. See, the, and this is the way. Don't, look, Chris, though, you're talking. Are those guys early enrollee? When yes. you say it, yeah, yes, okay. they, they are true freshmen that are supposed to be in 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 going to prom, you know, right. in, in in recent <laughs> weeks and things like that. The the other one, okay, uh, on the other side of the ball. Look, and there, and there may be some. So so I'm clear here. There may be a few more entries by the time you listen to this. There may be a few more people that enter. Uh, I'm just kind of going off of, of what we have right now at the time you and I are talking. But LB Moore on the defensive side of the ball. He he is somebody from Amarillo Tascosa that uh, has kind of been dinged up. I think since he's uh, been here, wouldn't be surprised at all if. Any of these three kind of end up at, at the Abilene Christian uh, situation mm. with Keith Patterson, a lot of tech ties with some of that staff there that they were familiar with a lot of these kids. Uh, but LB Moore, okay, so who who kind of passes him up? Well, Dylan Spencer does. You know, Dylan Spencer, the big-time the big time stud, uh, you know, four-star guy that was committed to Texas for, you know, most of the last cycle, and you, you, you get him out of South Texas. And so I, I you know, it, it's pretty clear that the, these these young men were told no, no, there's nothing wrong here. They were just, the, and I don't think anybody told them, "Hey, you got to go." It's like, "Hey, you, you, you just this isn't likely to happen for you here. If you if you really want to play, or if you care about playing, or whatever, it's probably not going to happen here." You know, and I think that that's a tough conversation to have, but yeah. that's the reality of of the the truth you're having to tell some of these guys based on what you've seen over you know, 15 practices and some off season and things like that. And so, you know, we'll see if we get more and it's not going to surprise me. And, and look, we, we had a running back that was a walk on that, that played some Saturday, uh, enter the portal. You had a, one of the kickers that didn't really get many reps on Saturday, enter the portal. These are non-scholarship guys. I'm, again, I may be missing somebody else. I'm just trying to tell you that's kind of this phase, but it, it, it's, it, you know, the, the contrast here compared to some programs when you're just losing, you know, some high profile guys, it doesn't mean you won't lose a high profile guy, but at least as we're talking right now, it hadn't happened because the window closes on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Saturday night is when your name must be in that portal. And, and if it's not, you know, you can't participate next season unless you are about to graduate. That's the only caveat. If you graduate this May, then you can kind of go do whatever you want because you're a grad transfer and, and you you really have no rules. You can go do whatever you want, be eligible immediately. But any underclassman that doesn't have a graduate degree, they've got to have their name in that portal by Saturday night. Otherwise, they can't play, you know, wherever their new school would be uh, next season. They would be ineligible next fall. So that's really interesting the way you set it up, uh, set it up at the beginning. Um, you know, kind of talking about reasoning as to why you might jump into the portal, because I think sometimes I know speaking as a fan, at least I hear about guys jumping into the portal and I, I may just assume they're really young guys um, or maybe they're like almost newcomers, but they haven't broken through just yet. And you think, all right, well, they're already on to the next thing. And then you get into the old man mode and you're thinking, why do these guys not want to be coached hard and bide their time and work their way up the all that stuff. But within the context of, Hey, the timeline is off for them. They got passed up by a dude whose dad just taught him how to shave a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I, that, that's something maybe I don't consider often enough that the the assembly line, so to speak, 
has gotten out of order for these guys. And so not only is there maybe not playing time coming immediately, but they're hearing that clock, that biological college football eligibility clock, you know, already kind of ticking, I guess, to a degree, which may make you feel a little bit differently about it as a fan or maybe not. But also, I guess, does speak as well, Chris, uh, to some of what these young guys have been able to do. Or, man, when we're talking early enrollees, good grief, do they even know where the sub is on campus or, or where a <laughs> class is yet? So that's really interesting to think about what that could mean for some of those guys who are doing that kind of work uh, in such a short period of time. I'm curious on the other end of this thing, however, what, what are you hearing? What do you know about what Texas Tech is doing as far as reaching out to others who are in the portal and maybe making some offers here or there? But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Barn. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar, don't want all the calories, I got what you need, buddy. That's Built Bar or Built Puff. What makes them so good? For starters, covered in 100% real dark Chocolate tastes so great, you're not going to think they're good for you. Unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. Not sure how they do it, but they maintain amazing macros while tasting like a candy bar. What's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. You can always go to Built.com to get your specialty flavors. But also right now, you can walk into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a four-bar box if you're at Walmart. Or if you hit Sam's Club, 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie batter puff, or the churro puff. You can thank me later after you try your first Built Bar. What, what are you hearing? What do you know about what Texas Tech is doing as far as reaching out to others who are in the portal and maybe making some offers here or there? Yeah, they they, they have uh, – I think there's a couple of uh, – I say a couple. I, I think that there's some positions they would like to shore up a bit. Um, and and I, I think, I think too, people don't – that's your goal when you recruit is you want to you wanna, – out recruit what you did before. It's like you try to wake up every day, like man, I'm gonna try to be better than I was yesterday. Well, that that's the the, the goal with recruiting classes. Too often, you you have a really good class and then you can't follow it up. But the goal is always to over recruit or recruit people that come in that are better than what you did the last year, and to just keep that trend going. And that's what allows you to be a, a consistent winner because it's easy to get good. It's extremely difficult to stay good. And I think that that's the there's a direct you know link into how you recruit and trying to over recruit uh, you know what you did the year before and, and and maintaining some consistency. And I I think too it needs to be pointed out, uh, Casey, that you know J- J- Joey's really big on a couple of things. Do you love this? You know, do you love football, or are you just are you just kind of happy to be on the team and kind of run out wear the uniform and you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think uh, they, they try to really hit home with these guys cause it's a job, you know, and, and yeah. now they're compensated for this job uh, at some level, but it's a job. There's not a lot of free time. Uh, it, it's you, you're pretty much spoken for most of the year. And so I think there's there's some of that too. Like they can tell, you know, uh, if, if you're really all in or if you're kind of just trying to. Oh yeah. But but I think I think with you losing a couple of offensive linemen here, it leaves you 
I believe, with just 15 scholarship offensive linemen right now. Now, you will get two in the summer that are added to that, I think. I'm not sure if that's counted to that or not. I don't know if that balloons it up to 17 or if, it, if that you, you only have 13 that's going to be at 15. I need to go count that again. But it, it's, a, it's a smaller number. Um, you've got two, two true freshmen that are going to show up this summer that will uh, obviously be added to the position group that aren't here now. But you're, you're just – they would prefer to have 18 scholarship offensive linemen at all times, just because you've got your starters and your players, you've got development, you've got, you know, enough to do second team and, you know, you've got depth there and you're trying to, to push each other and all that. Well, you're, you're, you're short there right now, minus uh, mm. Weatherby and Tucker. And so they have, uh, I think if they go get somebody, it's going to be an offensive tackle. That's where the position would be is offensive tackle. And I think that's where you want to shore that up. I don't think you're necessarily looking for an old guy or a really young guy. You just want to fit. And I think if it makes sense for you, you would go do that. And they have offered one out of Florida International named Lindell Hudson. Okay. Mm. I think he's only got one year left, but it, it's they're telling you by that offer, hey, we're we're open for business. So if there's <laughs> right. a if there if there's a tackle out there, there was and I haven't followed it, but there was one out of USC that was originally from Cedar Hill that hopped in the portal I think a week ago, and at the time, I thought, man, I, I don't think you have the room, you know. But again, things change over the na- last week to ten days. But so they're in need for a tackle, and I, I think you don't necessarily want somebody that only has one year to play. But I don't think that would prohibit you from taking a, somebody that just would be eligible for this year because if you do, you can re-recruit to that scholarship immediately. You can already start trying to fill that scholarship for the next cycle because this person's only going to be here for, what, six to nine months. The other spot is something we've talked about that I think is a huge question on your defense right now. Maybe the biggest question. You know, we get the news of Kosai Eldridge not going to be a part of this thing next year. Yeah. So I think interior linebacker is certainly something that that they are trying to if there's an answer out there, there there's now some room I think where they would like to add to that and they add a you know or offer a kid named Connor Near out of Ferris State. He hopped into the portal and he probably had 10 offers like within the first day. Uh some Pac-12, some mid-major, Texas Tech was one of them. I mean, so but again, this is a flashing light right now that should be going off. The, these are what they would like to address. I would not rule out tight end. I would not rule out corner uh, either as far as like, you know, and and if there was a receiver out there that could really get down the field and, and, and you know, like Dre McCray hopes that, you know, that there was a no-brainer ad there that they knew, uh, I wouldn't rule that out either, although there's just not a ton of room here. And I think it appears that inside linebacker and offensive tackle are their are their one and one A on on wish list. Yeah, that it's really interesting to balance like the the timeline you've got with these guys. If they do arrive on your campus, how long are you going to have their services? Um, and you know, balancing that with your need. Obviously, if it's an extreme need and you got a dude that can fill those shoes, and it's only one year, I guess in certain situations, uh, so be it. But otherwise, you would like to have somebody you could grow with to a degree. And man, you're just mentioning names like Ferris state, Florida (laughs) international. And Mm -hmm. it it just kind of reminds me of part of the transfer portal ease of player movement aspect that I guess I like for some of these guys that ball out 
and have bigger opportunities. Hey, I was at Ferris State and I finished in the Big 12 or the SEC or the Big 10 or whatever. I, I'm not really mad at that for those guys. You know, that that seems like a cool thing for some of those dudes who maybe get overlooked or, or don't have many accolades coming uh, out of the high school or prep level. But uh, you prove it on the college level and you get a bigger opportunity. I think, you know, so often from our perspective, covering a program in the Big 12 or other Power Five conferences, uh, you see a guy leave your spot and you're like, bum, transfer portal, running college <laughs> athletics. What is going on? But much like with NIL arrangements, say for a gymnast or a golfer or something versus a football player, you know, there are all kinds of angles to this stuff that impact different individuals uh, in a much different way. And I don't, it just kind of reminds me of, you know, a player's chance now to really elevate himself before he gets done with, with college football or college basketball in a way that they uh, didn't have previously. I think that's kind of cool. Some may feel differently about that. But, yeah, I I just wonder, before we move on from this, I know you mentioned linebacker, and I kind of had in my mind, like, okay, that's, that's our number one on the list when we kind of talked about it last week, if you're going out and doing some shopping. Did any of these offensive line um, entries into the portal – change what you were trying to do there like did I did that make offensive line more of a pressing need or it was like ah we're already kind of figuring for this type of stuff um I, I just wondered how much it might have changed because I, I know again those guys are probably not familiar to fans uh so maybe it doesn't change all that much but did anything change just since some of these decisions were made yeah, and you're talking about Tucker and Weatherby uh, yeah. leaving. I, I think they knew, and, and we had touched on this uh, in the last couple of weeks, I just think the depth of the offensive line. And, and what I mean by that is it's not just people there. It's it's proven people there, like quality people there, like right. people that we feel like have a chance to actually help us. Um, and I, I, I don't it's, – it's pretty apparent that maybe Tucker and, and – uh, Weatherby, Jack Tucker, and Caden Weatherby weren't weren't really e e close to that. If if you've got freshmen kind of passing them up, um, yeah. and, you know, on the depth chart. But I do think that offensive line was something they were going to look at regardless, because okay. I think that it, at the time they kind of knew. But but I, I will say this: I think you've been able to identify offensive line depth. Now you can even kind of go offensive tackle depth. Okay, I think that, that gets a little more specific. Uh, and, and, and again, that's kind of where the question is with your, your team in general right now is uh, up front. I think you feel really good about, you know, those three guys on the interior. And, and you feel pretty good about uh, your two tackles, too, and Caleb Rogers and Monroe Mills. Then um, Ty Buchanan and Jacoby Jackson. But I think that you're, again, if there's an offensive tackle out there, that that's the sweet spot uh, right okay. now. And whether they have one year to play, three years to play, four years to play, doesn't really doesn't really matter. If if it's a fit, and they and you think that they can help them, it's an upgrade. Then this is what you're going to go seek out. And so far, we've just seen the one offer to the young man from Florida International. And I'd say, hey, buddy, uh, given our tackle situation, you know, we just swapped them. Uh, you may just work yourself into a starting spot. So come on down because there ain't <laughs> nothing set in stone as it relates to those tackle positions, at least. From my perspective. All right, we're back on the other side to wrap this episode up. We're going to stay in a portal frame of mind, but I want to get to a couple of kind of oddball approaches. And I don't know if I should say oddball, but just some approaches from head coaches where you'd say, bold move, 
Let's see if it works out for him. I'll explain <laughs> next on Locked on Texas Tech. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. And for your second listen, hope you're checking out Locked On's NFL Mock Draft special, bigger, better than ever. You can follow along with all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. So all episodes right now available on the Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. We'll have plenty more coming up on the draft this week as you could have uh, one of the highest selections in the history of Red Raider football with one Tyree Wilson who has been working his way up the chart. We'll get to that, of course, before that happens tomorrow night. But uh, as we wrap it up here with our Portal Roundup episode, Chris, uh, I wanted to get to a couple of bigger picture things happening elsewhere that I thought were, hmm, Interesting. As I said a moment ago, some things that make you kind of say, bold move. Let's see how it works out for him. One of them uh, involves our old buddy down in Austin, head football coach Steve Sarkeesian, a guy that has only ever had great ideas. Uh, you remember, oh, hello, Mr. Sarkeesian. I'm I'm an intern from ESPN. I'll tell you when to run out of the tunnel. Don't touch me, mother... Er, that guy. Yeah, you remember that guy? Steve Sarkeesian says when it comes to portal entries, Chris, that once you go in the portal at the University of Texas, you're no longer coming back. He says, we're not playing that game. That is kind of a new one for me. There may be some of that message communicated behind closed doors. I haven't heard a lot of head coaches just come out and say it. And I wonder from your perspective, you know, how does it break down maybe a little bit differently from football to basketball and doing this kind of thing? Do you have to be Texas? Do you have to be Alabama to say this? <laughs> what do you make of something like this where you're basically saying, hey, don't even look at another woman? <laughs> I, I will tell you from uh, to local that, like from the Texas Tech side of things, I think, do I think any of these portal guys are going to boomerang back for Tech football? No, and I think that there's a reason why they're leaving, and it's it's playing time related and and, and all those things. I think depending, like I think when Kobe Miner hit the portal, I think that if he would have like decided, hey man, I think I'd like to come back here. I think they probably would have done it. I think so. It's very specific. I will say though, this isn't necessarily portal, although it's it's you know, very similar. I think that um, for Texas Tech right now, with at least with football recruiting, if you commit and then you start, um, you know, wanting to take visits or, or you, or you aren't going to commit, but you're wanting to take visits, I think they'll tell you don't commit then. Like, mm. but I think if you're committed to Texas Tech and you start wanting to do some visits, I think they just kind of go, Hey man, good luck to you. You know, I'm sure that it, that could be prospect specific as well, but I, I don't, I don't think they want you to commit if you're not completely sure. And so it's kind of similar. Um, and again, I, I would be willing to bet you that there is, uh, there is gray areas with these rules, depending on who it is and, right. and all those things. But I, I think the premise for, for, for Sarkeesian and, and most is, 
if you don't want to be here, we can't force you to be here. And, you, you know, we wish you well. Like it just, you know, but it, it doesn't, you know, don't go look for a greener pasture and then kind of boomerang back and go, hey, man, with hat in hand and go, hey, do you still? Because you can, once once they're in the portal, like you don't you don't owe them anything at that point. You can you right. can give away their scholarship. You can go fill. I mean, you you know whatever. So you don't owe them anything once a prospect or player gets into the portal. So um, it, it's a fairly common practice. I mean, like let's look at our basketball situation, Cowan. I yeah. mean, Robert Jennings got into the portal and he he ended up kind of going through the process and seeing what he really wanted, and he ends up staying now. I think when he gets in the portal, there is no head coach. Uh, when he gets out of the portal, he's got a head coach that he's met with, and so the, the, his his circumstances certainly change. So it's not right. the same coach and all that, but still, um, I, I think. Uh, but but I, I do I expect Jalen Tyson to come back? I, I don't. Uh, yeah. Do I expect? You know, was hoping that Daniel Bacho would as we transition into basketball. I was hoping that he would, but it just... hey, anything new on Elijah Fisher this week? I hadn't really seen seen anything about him. It's just been all quiet on the Fisher front. I maybe I don't know. I guess nothing to report there. But yeah, you're right. As soon as they hit the portal, steak and salmon pipeline is cut off, buddy. No more for you. Uh, okay, second oddball uh, occurrence out of the portal here this week. You can localize it again because it's a good old West Texas boy here. We're talking about Zachary Courtney. A tight end formerly for the Colorado Buffaloes. We've already mentioned that program, the most interesting uh, one in America right now, I guess, for a variety of reasons, good or bad. Uh, he hits the portal. Former post bold gold antelope. Shout out to CW and all the post fam, damnly. Um, He hits the portal, which was not all that interesting, but then he's tweeting, I think just yesterday. I'll just read verbatim. He says, for the coaches who are trying to recruit me, I am sorry, but I will not be able to get you all my film from my practices last season since I'm not allowed to have it because the head coach at CU won't allow it. This is very unlucky. And if you have any questions, just text me. I always think it's probably not the best look anyway. Uh, if you're having to kind of do this through Twitter and stuff, regardless of the film, but you know, you see all this, you know, athletes get on Twitter. Hey, holler at me. I'm here. <laughs> holler at me. Like, buddy, if they were going to holler, you wouldn't have to announce it on Twitter. Uh, anyway, this is something that I've never like had any concept of like, what do you do with film? What does a coach do for his former player? I guess, but with all that's going on <clears throat> around their program, I, I know a lot of people just want to launch the, how dare Deion Sanders keep this film to himself or whatever. So I'm just here to ask, is this unusual? Is this typical? <laughs> What'd you make of this little story from Colorado? Not to defend Dion here, uh, but I've never heard of a school giving uh, you know a player their practice film. Gotcha. That that would be a new one on me. I've never heard of that, uh, and I don't I don't think that is common practice at all. So I think Dion is very much in the right here, or Colorado is, um, if that's what he's saying. I yeah. think that if you know k kids are. You know, wh whether you're in high school or in college, you, you, you kind of have to either outsource or you have to kind of be in charge of your own kind of promotion at some level on putting highlight tapes together and all those things based on whatever game goes out on YouTube or huddle or whatever. And so yeah. but if he was a because what's his classification, the, the post tight end here? I thought he was a freshman. But See, I'm if he's a freshman, here's the problem with him entering the portal. There is no game film. Okay, if he didn't play, there is no game film. So basically, you're just he's kind of like a year older 
high school kid with one less year of eligibility or one less year. And so, well, let me what, add this, Chris, because I think he may be going into his sophomore season like freshman now because it was kind of funny to watch this play out on Twitter. Somebody's telling him on Twitter, like, hey, it's their film. He says, my film is from the fall when he was not here. I feel as if I deserve it. <laughs> and then somebody else is talking about it was probably because he quit before the spring game. He says, they told me to. So this cat's just laying it all out online, which is always a great idea. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. This this seems maybe a little uh, – like, woe is me, I guess, from the player perspective. But it's, it, um, I mean, because what's going to happen here is that you're going to have a lot of players, man, that end up with no spot. Oh, yeah. This is, this is the, the way it goes. And, I mean, you know, to, and for Colorado, trying to fill or upgrade 40 different times if that's how many you're trying to replace is a bit unrealistic um, a bit <laughs> now now i will tell you to 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 localize the big 12 part i was told this last week that you know that that colorado was going to try to clear some room okay well it, it is it is it is happening yes it and, is and 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 they are and and you you know I was also told by somebody that uh, that is heavily involved in this industry, like you know, and if they're trying to clear room, who are they clearing it for? Because there's not just all world talent in in the portal yet, <laughs> yet. <laughs> okay. And so, like, lo and behold, you had what was last night Houston's, I think Andre McCaskill starting running back thought to be a dude for the Cougs this year. 16 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns as a true freshman, sat out last year because of injury. Well, lo and behold, yesterday he enters the portal. And who's the first person or school associated with him? Colorado. <laughs> so, like, let the conspiracy theorists start to <laughs> – Yeah. Did, did, did they talk him? Hey, get in the portal, man. We're going to have plenty of spots. Like, you know, because – Well, no, that'd be tampering. No, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. So if you start seeing other guys unexpectedly kind of get into the portal and, and all those things out of timeline, you know, like here, I think in, in Colorado, you know, so I think that is anyway, it's worth um, it's worth kind of because, I mean, Houston's spring ball has been over with for, you know, a week or so, I believe. So this was kind of off the radar. Again, he's allowed to. Sure. But, um, and Colorado's allowed to contact him. It's just, you know, it, it's not hard to connect the dots on maybe was, did you suggest to him before he got in the portal? Get in the portal. We got a spot for him. I don't, I don't know. I haven't so, heard Dion in the media suggesting anything to anyone really, other than I ain't hard to find, which he's printed up on a thousand hoodies, et cetera. But no, that doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like a suggestion of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this has been a wild week already on a portal front and thankfully from a tech perspective, I guess it's mostly just kind of marveling at what is happening elsewhere. We've had just mostly typical things happen, I guess here so far, as Chris said, we've got until Saturday to really kind of count down to a deadline. So we'll wait and see, but so far I think uh, the news has been manageable and uh, tolerable for a red Raider fan. All right, Chris, uh, appreciate all the insights and the perspectives today. Hope you guys will get back with us coming up. Tomorrow, we will be talking big things for a big man. 
in Tyree Wilson and plenty more to get to uh, on the next edition of Locked On Texas Tech. So we hope to see you then. Chris, enjoyed it as always, man. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow, I guess. Keep hope alive, everybody. You got it. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.